Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, Hockey World. It's Tuesday, August 23rd, 2016. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Jillian Fisher. I'm Russ Collin from Sportsology. And I'm Eklund, and Jillian's back. Yay! Woohoo! Yay! I'm here. I was just around. You I injured, injured myself, and then I had I had already planned out a small little mini ballpark tour. So that what was I liked, oh man, what I liked about you being away was I got to save cap space. So I, I put you on injured reserve for a while. And, uh, <laughs> injured reserve, yep. Yeah, so because I, I needed the cap, I needed the cap space if we're yep. gonna, you know, if we're gonna sense. hire Greg when Yahoo closes. So I needed to figure out what I was gonna <laughs> oh. do. Um, so, but no, for, for now. No, but I'm glad you're back. You're off the injured. You're off the injured list. I'm off the. I'm off the IR. I'm off the IR for now. For now, until for I injure myself again. It's gonna happen. She was in the hyperbaric chamber for a week. There you go. I'm actually surprised that I haven't hurt myself yet. That's like I, I've been doing this. <laughs> you know, my daughter. My daughter. Don't worry, early is, in the show. My daughter's name is Quinn, right? And her. Um. When we have this thing called the Quinjury. Which happens all the time. Okay, she is literally as as a soccer goalie like yourself. You and her probably share a lot in common. Soccer goalies are very very good at getting hurt, not just um, while playing soccer, but in everything else they do. In, in everything, literally everything. We have a new 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 that we added, which is something that happens just just bizarre where she could have gotten hurt, but she doesn't get hurt. Called the coincidence. Um, and we had one of those this weekend, which is really it's hard to say coincident versus coincident, but coincident. Is when like she just fell into the pool by accident, by the and she was fine, but you know she was just standing by the side of the pool and slipped and fell into the pool, but was perfectly fine. So if she's fine, it's a coincidence. If she's hurt, it's a quindry. Hey, I went down a water slide. I could have gotten hurt from that, but I didn't. <laughs> so, water slides are usually no fun for me. Water slides are no fun, fun, you know. But what are you gonna do? Well, the Second Amendment people could do something, but I don't know. Well, um, I was with a bunch of people and family members, and a lot of them were kids, and they're like, "Are you gonna go on the water slide?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go on the water slide," and I didn't do it, and and then they're like. Well, are you gonna do it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And I did it. That's all. I mean, I know this isn't the pre-show, but I got to mention something, Russ, because this is too funny. Let's, before we will get into the show, Mike, you won't have to edit it out. <laughs> so, Russ, you and I, Mike might know. Julie would not have any idea. Uh, this place, I don't think exists anymore. But or if it does, it it shouldn't. Um, but Action Park. Yeah, I've right. heard of it. No, I but is that in New Jersey? Yes. I know, I know of it. I do. Uh, I think from a YouTube video that Jonathan had showed me at one point. That's what. That's where people went to get some action. No, it's very, the, very injured. No, it's known as it's known as the most dangerous. I mean, we had recently had you know, it's very sad things happen at amusement parks. But this is like this. This place was made for it. This place was like the most dangerous park in the world. And I spent a lot of time there as a kid because <laughs> my parents didn't care about me. And. Um, <laughs> Well, we go there, and it would be, um, and we, we, one of the things they had that was really crazy was they had this um, wooden sled that went down this paved trail that looked like a, um, like a, looked like a, think picture like a log flume built into a mountain, okay? okay. So it's a paved trail, but you're on a wooden sled, okay? And you're going down it, and the only brake you have, I mean, you have no way of decelerating. The only brake you have is a wooden bar that you push down as hard as you can to go into the pavement. 
All right, and that and that would just shoot up. That had had metal spikes on the end of it. It would shoot up sparks in every direction when you hit the pavement. Um, and if you and there was and literally you would go. And it must have been seventy or eighty miles an hour on this thing. And so many people just ended up, you know, in the hospital from it. And it, it existed for years. I mean, it was. <laughs> So I was hoping, being the New Jersey that you are, Russ, that, or now you are, but then you weren't, I guess. So Yeah, you know, I, I, I went to Palisades back in the day when that was open, and that was when I was a kid. Yeah. That's an older one. But I will tell you what that reminds me of. I, I did a tryout fooling around with the U.S. Luge team, right? So it was on Long Island. Oh, awesome. And, 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 and basically it was on a surface that had about a 30 to 40 degree slope, and they had like, like basically what you would look at as their luge but with wheels, right? And they're like, hey, we'll give you the fastest one so you get the experience of really being on a luge. And I'm like, okay. And so I go on it, and I have pictures, and I go down it, and it's literally going like 30, 40 miles an hour. And the only way you stop is just by literally putting your feet down. And then there's like a hay bale just in case. And so I did a perfectly good run. My heart was beating. I stopped. They're like, oh, my God, that was really fast. That was great. You want to do it again? And I'm like, no. So, like, I'm that guy that just literally goes once. Like, I did the water slide. I did it once. Nowadays, if I do it once and I don't get hurt and I don't die, I don't do it again. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah. See, I, I follow Russ's <laughs> philosophy minus the one try. I don't want to do it at all. So you're, so this is funny because now maybe it, maybe it was my youth, but now I am terrified and will not go on a roller coaster or, uh, or anything yeah. like that. I, I have a problem I with heights. I go on them still, but not, not often. I, I have a problem with heights. Which which eliminates the Ferris wheel and roller coasters for me. I went Ferris up on the CN wheel, top. I went on. I went Ferris? on the CN. Ferris wheels. Yeah. I went on the CN tower okay. once in eighth grade and have never gone up there once. I've never gone up there again. I mean, did it get stuck? Did a girl? Did a girl? <laughs> wait, I know what happened. You try your advances with a woman and you got turned down on the Ferris wheel. No, I don't work at Fox News, Russ. I have, I have a, no. I have a really. Oh man, we can, this is just another rat hole. Um, all right, I'm not gonna tell the story. Anyway, um, this, but it, no, I, I was on. I got stuck on the top of a Ferris wheel one time. Like you're supposed to get stuck up there with like a hot girl or whatever, and it's gonna be the greatest yeah. time of your life. I got stuck up there with the substitute algebra teacher, <laughs> of the uh, the eleventh grade substitute algebra teacher. Oh for yeah. About, for about thirty minutes, just me and her with nothing to talk about. The glasses are sexy. No, just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, hey, like, yeah, yeah. Like, so what about that? But that theorem. theorem. Anyway, um, all right. So. I so I had a question for um, I guess I saw Mike that you said that the Sabers were doing away with actually paper tickets. Yeah. Because so, I, I I just did, like I said the little mini ballpark tour. So it was five games. Yeah, five games. And I didn't. Ha I did all my tickets on my phone, and it was amazing. But people were looking at me like I had six heads, yeah, like did. around me. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I, okay, I'm not a Luddite. I'm not somebody who just, you know, doesn't... Oh, I don't know. I would call yourself a partial yeah. Luddite, Mike. I don't think <laughs> should. But, but, you know... You at least have Luddite leanings. Let's exactly. say that. Thank you. I'm a quasi-Luddite. Right. Yeah. Yes. But, but the, thing, the thing is, it's like one of the benefits of being a season ticket holder is getting the physical tickets, is getting I that... Agree. You know, the, the artist, you know, the, like, I know the Sabres, um, and I split the tickets with a number of friends. Um, but they're, they're nice, artistic, nice photos, you know, they're, they're a decent cardboard, you know, like something, if it's a game yeah, like, that you... These are ones no, I saved from, like, the 86 championship series for the Mets, the NLCS, and 
and you get ones from Stanley Cups that are really nice, and now you don't get them. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with that too. I mean, and that maybe like the next generation, like the like after me, might not feel the same way. But I don't know. There's something about paper tickets at a certain point. Like when I was a season ticket holder, I loved getting the actual paper tickets. Like I'm surprised they don't give an option, even if it costs a little extra for you. To right, get right. Yeah, yeah. I would pay more for sure. Remember the? I mean, were you? Is this flyers tickets? Flyers. Yeah, it was. For a they while. were awesome, weren't they? I mean, you get the yeah. whole like you get the big sheet. You got to. You yeah. got to break up. You would look to see what player was on your the game. Oh, yeah. Game. Always want to see what player. And yeah, because yeah, my birthday was always – my birthday was usually the same day every year, and I would go – well, it actually always has been, but I would go to my birthday. I mean, I meant to say that the Flyers would play around That's my birthday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> my birthday but, is the same every but, year. But now, but now, but now what, what, what is apparently going to happen is yeah. season ticket holders will get a season ticket card. Like a, yeah, like, a, like a credit card. That's um, how they know yeah. the Islanders do it. Right, and then the, and then there's an option if like because like, I talked to somebody at the Sabers this morning and they say like 90% of the season ticket holders split the tickets with other people, so yeah. you can send the tickets to other people via yeah. a PDF file. Right, which we and do. forwards them, or you can they download they download the Saber the Sabers or you know their their app. They they can have the ticket like you were saying, Jillian, on on their phone. But there's just something I, I don't know. There's just something impersonal about that. It's just you know, it's a it's a printed out piece of paper for your for your uh, for your tech, and I just don't like that. And I think Here's for some thing. games, like for the for the bulk of the games, I think I'm fine with that. I really am. But there's certain games I think I'd want that ticket for. You know, like, I know like the Winter Classic and the Stadium Series. It's all hard like hard tickets. So, like that's the only way they do it. Um, but for like you know playoffs and just there's some games where I think you'd want to keep that like if I was to travel somewhere which I do a lot and I go to a game I like to keep that ticket I like to have yeah. that memento. Yeah, when when a stadium closes they do nice ones. I have nice ones of the Vet. I have nice ones of Shea Stadium. I mean the thing is what really has happened here is there's companies that make money selling the tickets to to the teams right and they print them and now teams don't have to uh, pay that. Right. Yep. Well, I, I'm, I requested. I request. I need to request access to the doc. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out there for those of you. I, re I requested access. Who? I think Jill. Do you control the doc? Do you? I said I, I need to get access too. Wow, something's going on with that. Russ, are you the are you the are you the uh, the gatekeeper of the doc? I am the gatekeeper. I'm trying to get this right. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Russ's, Russell, Russ's middle name is Gozer. Uh oh, yes, not the doc that we work off of now. Um. It's way more organized than we've ever been, um, and it's good. <laughs> Russ just hung himself. And Russ just hung out. There you go. That, 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 this, 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 this is a really finely oiled machine. This buzzcast. There's no question about it. Russ, in trying to give us access, disconnected himself. Um, all right, well, I got other stuff to talk about. In the meantime, this may not, may or may not have been on there. Or you guys can throw up some topics into the thing, but we'll, we'll talk about talk about VC. You didn't I want to start. Ta I'll, I'll give my two cents on VC. Yeah, um, and that really is all I can. All is, is two cents. Um, to be honest, I, I'm surprised, of course, a little bit. Although we started to hear, and I do this is this just for those you know who like to who who have you know dreams of becoming a rumor monger when they get older. Um, this is something that you can think about here. Um, a typical thing when we heard you know Neil Smith come out and say it was down to Boston and New York. Remember that. Yeah. Um, and then, then they came out and immediately denied it. That was true. <laughs> I found that out. Um, and that, that's not. Of course, they denied it. And the reason they denied it was was because they wanted to contact the teams. You know, that the issue is like you know, when you're not VC was trying to go about it like contacting the team, saying that you know you know you're out of it. You know, you don't get 
invited, and but, so they wouldn't find out on social media. So that's why when it really did get down to two teams, they wanted that to be between themselves, and yet it did get out. So, so a lot of times, if it comes to somebody like Neil Smith, I kind of believed it at the time. <laughs> I did. I mean, I heard it too, but you know, I, my sources, I'm like, ah, oh, that source is okay, but not, you know. Anyway, anyway, VC signing with the Rangers. Um, I'll watch yesterday's show to find out Russ's opinion, but I think that it was really, um. A little surprising, but I think at the end of the day, what we saw, you know, here was him wanting to be part of of New York City. Like, like we talked about all the different things, you know. Like he, I think he likes. Then there's one other theory that I have, and I'm gonna throw that out there. I don't know if anybody has this theory or not. Okay, but this is this is my theory. Jimmy VC went to school for what? Do you know what? Do you know what his degree was in? I don't know. Nope. Somebody was telling me it wasn't a degree kind of thing, um, which I think is probably. You know, accurate. Whatever it does, if it's from Harvard, it's probably like you know, it could be pre-law, it could be business, it could be a bunch of different things, right? So, let's just assume it's business or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you are now, if you are a ranger, that matters in the future. And it just occurred to me, like, okay, so he's a guy who you know he thinks in these terms. He may, he's a he's a great player, but he's a short term. But but he went to he went and got his degree for a reason. He's thinking beyond his playing career. Sure. So if he's thinking beyond his playing career. If you go in and you're actually a New York Ranger, that's a big deal because where are most of the businesses in this country? You know, a lot of there's a ton of opportunities for you now to step in to be like a, an accounts manager or whatever you want to be with some kind of major company or go into a firm that's a lot bigger if you were a Ranger than if you were a Saber or if you were a Leaf if you want to if you want to practice law in the United States, for example. Whatever you want to do, like there's a well, bunch of things, and that that's the first thing that occurred to me with the Rangers. Does it make? Does that? Did, Russ, thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, you go think about guys that have marketed themselves after, and even Glenn Anderson markets himself more as a Ranger than he does an Edmonton Oiler, if you notice. Yeah. Which, and there's a reason for that, you know? I mean, yeah. there's because there's so many more opportunities. Like, you know, yeah. these guys can public speakers. There's all different There's And to me, VC made a choice based on, you know, I mean, everything was basically the same. Well, yep. Sure, his, his friend's there. But um, you know, he want. I think he want in Boston. You know, there would have been opportunity. There's always, and he, in a way, he, there's already opportunities for him in Boston, right? Because he's already a Harvard guy. And now he opened up New York. So, and I, th I think VC is a much. I think he's thinking bigger picture. I don't know if anybody's asking this question, but I think that's the question I'd like to ask. Well, well his his degree. I, I looked it up. Uh, it's not in finance or business. It's in gov. It was in government. So maybe he has. As a political well, career down the line, right? Well, that's that's an interesting that. one too, right? I mean, government. I mean, no matter what your career is, no matter what your degree is, New York's going to have it. Yeah, right? New York's not going to hurt you. And, and being a ranger is going to help you when you're talking to certain kinds of people in business, right? So, yeah. it, I think that that, and I can't help but think he went to school for four years. Maybe he's he's definitely the kind of guy who thinks beyond this career and. I mean, he doesn't stay a ranger. He could, he's going to be a ranger for a while. If, he has, if he's a successful ranger, that opens up all kinds of opportunities for you afterwards, right? It does, yeah. yeah. So, but, 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 I mean, and there, it's very possible that the post-career situation is, is what it was part of the thought process. But if you have to look at things, I mean, he's got a good friend in Kevin Hayes who's on the team. Yeah. New York, New York is probably the best place he could play that isn't Boston, you know, in terms of, you know, like you like you'd said many a time Mac, like he didn't choose either one of his parents. He didn't yeah. stay in Boston. He didn't go to Toronto. He went with up to a place that's close enough to Boston that he can get back for holidays, that his friends can come down, all those things. But it wasn't it wasn't 
the pressure of being a, a, a Boston boy playing for the Bruins. It was playing in the big city and playing away from that. So, you know, you, you talked about that throughout. So yeah, I didn't yeah, know if that was the case. I appreciate that. Uh, I think I think that, you know, he did show signs of that, even with even when we're talking to people in Buffalo, you know, about that Buffalo is something he was thinking about because of that. And uh, he is his own kid, and he's not young. I mean, he's not a young kid. He's, 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 you know, he's, and he's got that education. And now we need permission to see the JPEG that you've sent us. <laughs> yeah, isn't that? Didn't you see me start laughing a little bit because I saw it? That's so funny. Try and share. See, this is what happens when you try and share. When we try to prepare and do something ahead of time with this Gmail. Thanks, Jim. Let's throw some other things out there. First of all, Montreal. I want to talk about my rumor real quick with Montreal. Um, this is big. Okay, this is not a small rumor. This is not your everyday. Montreal rumor either, because this person I'm talking to, very connected within the organization, um, and did something that I love, which is like one of my favorite things. Basically, didn't tell me what was going on, but told me how to look for it. And uh, that means that she, that usually means it's something real too. Like if someone tells me something that they can say something specific about, I'll take that in terms of okay, you know, that's that's cool, that's specific. But when you start telling me something that just I can't even tell you something specific because it'll be linked back to me. So you've got to go find yourself. But these, this here's where to dig. For the evidence, that's what I was told. So I was told the people to talk to, and I've been talking to those people. And there does seem to be something up with Montreal, and it may be with Calgary. That's what I was. That's I also just heard since I posted that Vancouver too. So there's, uh, it seems like Western Can Western Canadian team dealing with Montreal. I believe it's for a, I think it's for a defenseman, but I don't know. That's my and, okay. Let's let's extrapolate from that. If it's a defenseman, right? If it's Calgary. It's not going to be Giordano. It's not going to be Brody. It's probably not going to be Dougie Hamilton. It could be Dennis Weidman as a one-year as a one-year thing. Um, you know, because he's he's still he's a good offensive defenseman. I think Calgary would be interested in 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 moving on from him after everything that happened last year. It's a short-term thing for for Montreal. You know, maybe uh, like an Andre Markov would be part of that deal because Markov is aging and has, I think, around the same cap hit. So maybe it would be a beneficial uh, bad deal for bad deal. If it's Vancouver, there's been so much talk about Alex Edler out there with Vancouver. Okay. And 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 Edler, I mean, he's got years left on his contract, but I think. With the direction of the franchise, this is this is the thing that's confusing. If it is Edler, it goes counter to everything that Vancouver has done over the summer because they're they're approaching the, the Vancouver is approaching the season as let's compete for a playoff spot, let's try to win the Stanley Cup, let's sign Louis Erickson, let's add players, and trading a defenseman makes absolutely no sense. So the, yeah. you know, taking into that into consideration, I wouldn't doubt that Vancouver is doing that because yeah, yeah. I can't pin them down at all. Yeah, now, Russ, just to be clear, what you've sent us now is this. Um, for those of you following at home, what I got was this now when I tried to open it up. Let me show you. <laughs> just this is too funny. Sorry, I have to say I'm, I'm not bothering even looking at this. This is Gmail. I got this. Okay, so I got this. This is what I This is what I just opened up, which would be uh -huh. this, is, this is Russ on the luge. <laughs> this is a photo of you luging. Anyway. It's awful, it's awful dark. Which is pretty cool. Granted, right. oh, you don't see anything at all. No, I just no. see blackness. Maybe you can't share pictures. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It's okay. I got some ideas. Try and click that. I got that. Okay, cool. <laughs> As I get right back to the news picture, Russ. Right back to the news picture. It's so funny. When I click that, that's what I see. Um. All right. So, 
This is nothing on Rust. This is all probably something I'm doing wrong. Um, let's talk a little bit about something else. <laughs> How's that for a transition? All right. Um, Smooth segue there. Thank you very much. Um, Logan Couture has replaced Jamie Benn on the um, on the on the World Cup of Hockey Canadian team. They're already stacked, as I said. World Cup. Of, I think this, it's funny. Canada can can really lose Jamie Benn and not suffer much of a hiccup, even though Jamie Benn's a hell of a player. Um, but you know, I think it's smart that Jamie Benn's not going to try to make this happen. Well, we we pretty much knew that this was yeah. uh, was was going to happen when he announces he's going to have you know core muscle surgery. I think it was in July. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, the, the chances of him making a recovery, and this, and remember, he had the surgery, and then like five hours later, they announced the extension, and he's one of the highest paid players in the league. So honestly, I think that the stars, the commitment that he made to the stars, is more important than the World Cup for Jamie. Okay. Oh yeah, and I think that that you know that would be that's something that should happen, Carey Price, but um, that's okay. Um, since he's the fifth best player in the league, according to the oh, hockey news. Where's third? Where is, I don't, am I the only one that doesn't see Russ right now? Do you? I'm putting it on Twitter. Get off. Rush is dead to us now. No, I can see him. Oh, I can't. As I'm saying, I can't see him. It's just a black That's so screen. funny. Wow. Um. It's an improved look. Jamie Bennett, that is, that is just this is this is an example of a guy who is so cool to the media that the media likes him a little bit more than they should. But he is still awesome. Oh, he is. He's awesome, but at the same time, Jamie Ben is like if if you are like such a good person and stuff like that, like Jamie is, I think that I think you'll rise in the you you know when you're making these lists, you'll rise up a little bit. You know, just it's just it's just it's just human nature. You know, not to not to promote a jerk, but to promote a good person. Yeah, yeah I would agree. You know, so I feel like that's normal. Right, and you know that's why Mike's still where he is. Um, so. <laughs> Anthropologically speaking, Jill, <laughs> Mike, Mike ran man. away. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm having a little too much fun today. It's been a weekend. I've been I've been trapped in all kinds of crazy meetings and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm just a little loopy. I have this question for Jill, who is our anthropo anthropologist. Yes. Um, and not an anthropologist, usually, <laughs> um, but an anthropologist. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um. One of one of the most least controversial people and normal people you'll find in the world of hockey is former GM Doug McLean, who is okay. um, completely um, as stable and as 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 they come. And he was on the air today. I think it was on the air today, saying that someone ten seconds. This I don't know where where it was said, but I thought and I found I looked up. It's also on Reddit. Um, he at one point Doug McLean drafted Gilbert Brule over Andre Kopitar. It was in, yep. in 2005, right? Very yeah, controversial move at the time. Talked about it many a time. No, though Brule, you know, was is a guy who, you know, people had high hopes on him. And I remember the Canadian fans wanted to draft Brule over Carey Price. Mm -hmm. We'll never forget. That is actually the truth. And they were mad when they didn't draft Brule. Brule had almost no career in the NHL. Carey Price is one of the best players in the world. So here's what McLean said. And I went, as, as, a, as an anthropologist and also as a person who has spent a lot of time training for sports, Jill. Yeah. Here you go. McLean's quote is, I'm not drafting a kid who pushes rocks up a mountain or jumps over milk crates and calls it training. That was his quote. about Because Kopitar, if you remember, Kopitar grew up in a very kind of like a really poorish area um, yeah, and you know, didn't have a, whatever. And But this is the kind of training that he did. He was fam famous for this. He and other players, I mean, Yakupov too, I believe, did the same kind of training, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, but that's an interesting quote. I mean, if you're train, if you're finding a way to train and given your, that's like a very ethnocentric thing to say. Actually, like to think that your way of training is better than somebody else's. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it. I agree, and I honestly it's think an uninformed that, thing to say. That's what it really is, because you know, like as an example, like I, Walt Kuchuk worked in the salt mines, right? That made him strong. You can't knock somebody's no. Training no, I think, and you know what? He's doing it. Give it, he, yeah. Given his resources, still he's really still doing it, and it's it worked, right? He made yeah. it that far. You're picking between him and somebody else. So, I mean, anybody that. who knows Rocky knows that you. Anybody who's watched the movie Rocky knows you need to chase a chicken around in order to get chase a chase. A I mean, there's certain things that has to happen. You know. Yeah, um, that's just that's an interesting thing too, because again, and also how you train is different. I mean, each yeah. person responds better to certain ways of training, and you know, the, if you just look at the Olympic athletes that were that are just finished, everyone has a different way to to train. They have something that they do better that they don't do as well as others. But oh my god, I can't believe that you that I, I disagree with that statement. Yeah, no, it's I a very uninformed I, I, statement to say. Well, I mean, I've heard yeah. I've heard Doug McLean talk about that draft pick. He's always he's always said that uh, you know that they liked Kopitar a lot, but that Brule had a phenomenal junior career, and he did, and they they opted for Brule instead. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, he's not the first and won't be the last general manager who makes excuses for a pick. <laughs> No, for sure, but I just think that this so, one particularly is it's really... It's funny. I, I remember a couple of years ago looking back where I had Kopitar ranked, and, and I had him ranked somewhere between 8 and 10. Okay. And I didn't know a ton about him, Yeah. But, but there was enough known about him that he had size, he was going to be a scorer, and, and so, like, to me, that's just an uninformed opinion that McLean shot out there. It really yeah, is. And the thing is, is, like, it's not like you're, this is some obscure, obscure person in the draft. Like you said, right. Russ, he was in the, in the top... Eight to ten, like that's, knew that's he was a pretty. Player. At that point, how you're training really doesn't matter at that point because if you no. you found a way to make it work to make your make a name for yourself. So at that if point, you want to get down to it. What what matters is somebody played in Canadian juniors and someone played in the Czech league, and that I think, and that to me is what it comes down to, right? And that and yeah. Canadian juniors always will trump things, you know, especially yeah. for old time Canadians. Yeah. And it shouldn't because you know. Oh, it shouldn't. You can't. You and but it does also bring up something that you know. I think and you know, longer Jill was a really big time travel soccer player and stuff like that. It does bring up that thing too that you run into these situations where you have players that you meet sometimes that are from not necessarily like you know the greatest programs in the world, but you know everybody thinks oh we've got to be on the greatest program in the world to be successful, yep. and you don't. Yep. You know, I mean, you've seen it plenty of times. I mean, you had to be part of FC Bucks or whatever. You had to be part of these teams. Oh yes, 100%. and you know this whole thing. And they pressure you. They get, yeah. You get so much pressure. And that's at girls' soccer when you're eight years old. That's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. So, I know. But Austin Matthews is a great example of somebody who shows that you don't have to. You don't right. have to be in traditional. That, that's a great example of somebody who shows that if you have the pure talent and you work at it in whatever way works for you in the situation that you're in, you can, you can make it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just right. think... I just think it's one of those situations where GMs back then definitely thought yeah. much more of Canadian junior hockey than they did any other league, period. And it's only, we're only talking 2005. Now, in 2005, right. did we have combines? No. See, that's the other thing, right? So you can't bring you – you're not trying to tell how much in shape a guy is back then was a lot harder. Right now, he would sure. be brought in. And he would do the lifting thing. But he played in international tournaments. Like yeah. it's not like Kopitar, you know, never left the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
No, you're right. I mean, and it's. I mean, this and this has changed a lot. But I mean, you should just admit the fact that you, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to get into McLean bashing, but I'm just saying that I really does bother me. What bothered me the most about this was the meant the actually the psychological part of it all, where you have this whole concept of if you're not playing at a top place. Yeah. You're not going to get noticed or recognized, and a lot of kids coming up in youth sports get this thrown at them too, you know. And it's yeah. really, it's and it, and the parents end up spending thousands of dollars to take their to, to make to, to get their kids into way more expensive programs, or whatever. And some people just can't friggin' afford it, and and well, that doesn't Austin mean. Austin Matthews, his parents said there was a time where they couldn't literally they couldn't right. read that story about him. I forget who wrote it. It was a really well done piece, but. His parents literally couldn't afford to send him to one of these leagues or one of the programs. It was just too much money for them at the time. So he did something different, and that's okay. I mean, if yeah, it totally. doesn't have to be cookie cutter. Sometimes that's good to step outside the box because you, you produce something different. There's a reason yeah. sometimes you break the mold. I think I think Mike Brophy wrote that. I, I'm yeah, that, that was such a well. -written. I love. Yeah, it was that. a great article. Article. I mean, and Austin Matthews is a great interviewer too. So he, I mean, he's just a, he's one of those guys that's going to be wonderful in the NHL. Um, I think he's still quiet-ish and shy-ish, but he has. But you can tell, you know, some people like like Sidney Crosby when I first interviewed him was you yes could tell and no. Right he was solid. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. He, I, I don't think he's shy. I think he's, I, I, you know, in in being in media scrums with him at the at the yeah. development camp. He seems fairly fairly comfortable in his own skin. I just think right now everything is new, and he's just making sure he doesn't make any mistakes. But he's really he's a sharp kid, really smart, and you know he's a pretty decent interview. But right now, I think what he's just doing is you know just making sure he doesn't say anything stupid and just testing the waters, learn get learning your spot, like learning what's yeah. how to handle it. I think anytime you're in a new situation, it's best to. Yeah. I mean, I always do that when I'm in a new situation. Sometimes you remain a little more quiet. You wait and yeah. see what other people are doing. It's just making sure that you're fitting in correctly and you're not you're not pissing it's anybody funny, off, for it, lack of better the word. The method of a lot of young hockey players, though, when this when they're in this situation, is to get like kind of like goofy or self-deprecating about it. They like they tend to be, you know. You know, they'll make a joke about, uh, you know, those guys are, you know, I'm really, you know, wow, look, these players are really fast. You know, I'm just a kid trying to get catch up, whatever, that kind of thing. And they'll, they'll tend to do that. Where Austin Matthews doesn't do that. Austin, like, so far, I've, I've interviewed him twice now, and, and, and he is, he's, he looks at you and definitely, he definitely measures his words mm -hmm. before he speaks to you. He's got a really, he's got a re, when you're talking to him, he doesn't, it, it, you know, it's how it's difficult sometimes to talk to people who don't emote back to you as you're asking him a question. You're looking at him, you're like trying to read off of cues. About where to go with this, and and he does, he does, he's very stone faced when he when you interview him. People have um, been reading him, interviewing him since he's fifteen, though. Right, he's used right. to it. So, but he doesn't. He's not one to make really jokes yet. I mean, that'll come with time. That's where when I mean nervous, that's kind of what I mean by nervous. I mean like more like, you know, he's a funny guy. I've I've talked to people. He's he's you know, he's got a good sense of humor. He's a good. It doesn't really matter. He's a great yeah. hockey player. But I, I'm just saying this is the way usually. This is not the normal reaction that you get from hockey players. In I, I just I just think in the in the crucible of Toronto media that it's better as an 18 now yeah. you know, turning 19 year old kid. You don't want to appear glib. You want to appear right. serious because you are the future of that franchise. Especially but, there, yeah. Especially there, so I think he's gonna he's gonna operate basically on an even keel. He's gonna take things professionally, and I think eventually he'll loosen up. But I think that's the good approach for him. I mean, he is very important to that franchise. They've been waiting for a player of that ilk since Wendell Clark in 1985. Yeah, there's no question about that. 
Um, and I couldn't agree. You know, and I think that that's. I think he's doing. I mean, I have nothing wrong. I have no no nothing against him at all. I'm just I'm just simply saying that I, he's an interesting one. So, you, but I mean, look at how we're talking doing, about him. It shows that yeah. you don't have to go like you. The point you were bringing up, Eck, that yeah, yeah. you don't have to get. It doesn't matter the program. I mean, yeah, you have to do something, but it, it doesn't have to be the same thing that you're always used to. There's if you have that skill. You can find a way to harness it, and it doesn't have to be the same program that everybody else before you was in. And it's right. it's a shame that that pressure gets put on not just soccer athletes, but it gets put on every oh, every kid elite who wants to be an NHL star. Right. Anybody, any athlete who's looking who's looking to be elite, there's somebody out there trying to make money on that person, mm -hmm. off that person, um, and make money off their parents. And you see it, you know, with the training. And there's, I always tell people when they come to me, and I've had people come to me about, you know, I since I coach a girls soccer you know, a 14-year-old girls soccer team now. I, people come to me all the time about that. Or they come to me about hockey, too, because people know that I work in hockey. I'm sure you get the same thing, Russ. Like, what do you do? How do I get my kid up? That kind of thing. Yeah. And I always say the same thing. Programs are important. You know, you, a good program will get you help. will help you get recognized, for sure. But it comes down to coaches. Like, if you find a good coach that works with your kid and you stay, you just follow that coach. Like, that's what I think. I mean, I honestly feel like if you find the coach that really gets the most out of you, what, that can be at a bad, in a bad situation or a good situation. If it's a good coach, that's the key because that'll teach you. I mean, to me, that's, 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 that's the... That's you know, a big coaching. deal. Coaching's everything, and, and chemistry with coaching's everything um, in so many ways. Uh, a couple other quick fun things here. Um, what do we have on Nikushkin, Mike? Well, there there are a couple reports um, uh, coming out of Russia, so we can't attest to the complete validity to it. But <laughs> Valerie Nikushkin is, uh, you know, coming off his entry level deal. Yeah. Um, did not have a a good year last year, but a lot, of, you know, he didn't get a lot of opportunity and was sat in some playoff games. Yeah. And there's been some indications of some, you know, rough patches between him and Lindy Ruff, and the some of the reports coming out of Russia is that he, the uh, the talk between him and the KHL franchise in Chelyabinsk uh, tractor hmm. um, is is picking up. And honestly, I mean, this is a kid with a lot of talent. He's a big kid with a lot of skill. And I think it's just one of these situations where you know Lindy Ruff has never been the best coach when it comes to Russian players. He had some problems in Buffalo. Um, and, and, and and I think Nikushkin, if he gets traded to another organization uh, in the NHL, would be a very effective forward, but he may go back to Russia, and if that happens, I think that the NHL loses out on a really good young player. It's interesting. Um, I, I would hesitate to think that this is that this has much legs to it at this point. Just I don't know about talk. that. I mean, really? All right. It doesn't seem like he, he's going to have a fit with Lindy. I know he's not happy in Buffalo, that's for sure. I mean, I've heard that for sure. And they haven't traded him. So yeah. to me, this is problematic. It really is. And it's too bad because, again, yeah. this kid can play. It's funny because <laughs> I had a little wet year because for the 2013 draft, at one point, the um, ISS had him ranked over Nathan McKinnon as the number one pick. And right. And and I told him it was clickbait and stop doing that. And then he got into a little war with me. And and look, clearly he's not better than Nathan McKinnon. But he could be a really good NHL player. And I liked him because of his speed and his size. And he has shown that at times. The, the thing that's maddening is, and I'm sure it's maddening for them too, is when he plays with their better players on the first line, he seems great, right? Yeah. And it's for short stretches. And then something happens, and then all of a sudden they move him off the first line. Like It's like, forget it. Yeah. And and he is a guy that needs to play with the right talent. It's, it's a really just the good way point. It is. You know who he reminds me of um, is Keith Primo. Yeah, 
Um, I think he's faster than Primo, but he has a similar game. It's a similar game, and it's you know, and Primo was tricky as well like, sometimes mm-hmm. to find the right spots for him. You know, and, he, and I know Primo was a center, um, but I think Kushkin's mainly a wing, correct? Yeah, he's a winger. Yeah. But you know, he does that same. You know, he has that primo move that I talked about before. That that's uh-huh. definitely and that's definitely, you know, when you look at Nikushkin highlights, you'll see like four or five goals all scored the same way. Like he loves to fly down the wing. Yeah. Loves to cut in. That's power, his power winger with big strides. Power winger. And um and the only reason I say that I think that I don't see him going to the going to the KHL would be that I think Jim Nil is such a good GM that he'll move him before that gets to that or he'll figure out something along those lines. I would be surprised you know, and but then and Nikushkin to hit now, and I've defended Nikushkin as well. But to be honest, he has been hurt a ton, and it's not like it's not you know he has not gotten in any rhythm, right? So well, I don't I think mean, he's been hurt that much to take him out anymore. Well, I mean, well, he lost most of that second season with yeah. that hip injury, and you know, I mean, it, it really because he remember he had a great rookie year. And then he got, and then he got hurt early in the early in his sophomore season, and he sat out most of the year yeah. with uh, after having hip surgery. He came back last year, and like you said, it was sort of spotty, and yeah. it sort of reminds me of what happened with Drouin in Tampa Bay. And I'm not comparing the two because they're completely two different players, but Drouin played well with talent, but when he was being played on third and fourth lines, it was a waste of his talent, and I, you know, it just doesn't seem to be a good mix. In Dallas with Nikushkin and Ruff, and like I said, Ruff had problems with guys like Maxima Finneganoff in, in Buffalo, where he just didn't seem to be able to find a spot for him. I don't know what whether it's the Russian thing, the language yeah. barrier, or what, but it just it didn't seem to work. And I, from a Dallas point of view, I would think that him going back to the KHL is the worst scenario. And you could, if you if you if you know and think that it's not going to work out in Dallas, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would like to take a shot at a 21 or 22 year old big winger who can score. Here's the thing: when you break it down, his first year he got 14 minutes and change on the ice. Last year he got 13 and a half minutes on the ice. He still had nine goals and 29 points. He was a plus two, so they couldn't say anything about his defense anymore. And the thing was, he had one power play assist and one power play goal. So out of those 13 minutes, how much power play time is this guy getting? That is part of his game, and you are basically not giving him a chance. You're just not giving him enough ice time. I mean, shots-wise, he had 139 shots. That's not enough. I still yeah. think they should have traded him for Tyler Myers when they had the chance. That was a bit, and I heard that was a really big that was a really big talk at the time. I just think that. The fit-wise, it would have Tyler Myers on Dallas would have looked pretty darn good. And he had 68 hits. He had a few more giveaways and takeaways. 33 blocks. Like he's trying to do other things, you know. And it's just yeah. he's not getting a chance. He's just not. We didn't mention, by the way, that Logan Couture was the guy who replaced Jimmy Ben as well. Um, I wanted to mention yeah, that too. Yeah, Someone yeah. texted me that, and that. Is, I and, tell you, he played in 79 games last year. Yeah, no, and and he did, and and but you know you're right. He has not really found a. Uh, any kind of stability, which is hard for Russian players to not. Russian players are very much used to stable situations. That's what they they like to be on a single line for the entire year type thing. That's the Russian thing that they do, right? So for him to be moved around all the time, after coming off a year where he didn't play at all hardly because of injuries, that's not. It's, it's tough. I mean, that's a, and then not play very very often. And he, and he only had 12 pims in 79 games. That's a pretty smart player. I yeah, would trade he, for him tomorrow if they yeah, made it. Yeah, so would I. So would I, and I think somebody will. That's why I could see like I could see him completely working in New Jersey. I think that would be yeah. New Jersey should really 
make it. And you should look into this. And if they haven't already, they probably. I mean, I'm sure when this kind of stuff comes out, you know, the first thing that's going to happen is Jim Nill's call phone's going to go crazy because people are going to try to get him. So it's not like you know oh, we have two mics now. Weird. It's a little scary because the, the the one mic he's just scowling. But you know what I think happens, like with clones, you know how they degrade like every yeah. clone. So this is like this is this new this new mic is not quite as sharp as the last mic. We'll find out. That's true. I still can't even see Ross. So. <laughs> All right. What so. What is wrong with you, Jillian? So remember, Logan Couture. Logan Couture has passed. Logan Couture has replaced, replaced Jamie Ben. I like Logan Couture a lot. Um, I did have issues with him last year in the in the Stanley Cup Finals a little bit, but he came along it towards the end. Um, but I think he's good. He's a good fit and same similar kind of player. I don't know how much time he's going to see. You know, I think that in, inevitably there's so many good players on that team. I don't think I think Logan's there in case somebody gets hurt. Basically, this might this does increase probably like the the ice time for guys like Claude Giroux. Maybe this I think this could really make Giroux a more important player for Team Canada. Um, when you look down the depth charts, it could. Yeah. Um, I heard a couple people saying they thought maybe Corey Perry got snubbed on that. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of that. And you know what? Corey Perry's an interesting – I really like Corey Perry, but there are – within the inside world of the hockey world, there is a real – there is a strong anti-Corey Perry thing that hap- that's going that goes on within some coaches, scouts, GMs, something like that. I don't know what it is, but Corey Perry has his detractors. Well, could it, could it, be, could it be that the type of player that he is, you know, when you try to submarine – I think he tried to submarine Austin Matthews in a world championship game. You know, you're – you're a you're a for, you're a former uh, heart. He, was, he won the heart trophy, didn't he? he I mean, you're, you're award winning, yeah. Stanley Cup winning winger, and you resort to that kind of cheap tactics. I don't think it really ingratiates. Yeah, you. that's true. That's I mean I I don't know I I think that I think that at the end of the day, Corey is um. I'm not surprised that they didn't put him on this team. I I, just, I really I've heard so many things about him. Um, going back, you know. Actually, going back to like the uh, who was it he used to play with? It was Getzlaff and Perry, and then it was the other guy. Um, Bobby Ryan. No, no, no. Before that, Kunitz. No, Penner. Yeah. Penner. Dustin Penner. Right. Oh, Dustin. All right. So back Penner. going back to Dustin Penner days. Um. Anyway, so a couple little fun things here to discuss. Um, well, it, let me. Can let you me, see my video? Am I my video okay? Yeah. No, you're good now. Yes. Uh, All right. Let, let me let me just bring up something because uh, yeah. I mentioned that. Uh, um. Tryout contracts are going to be hot and heavy over yeah. the next couple of weeks, and uh, Brandon Prust was given a tryout invite by the Maple Leafs, 32 mm-hmm. years old, uh, prominent with the, with the Rangers and 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 Montreal over the last five or six years, but then went to Vancouver and played like 35 games. He's definitely lost a step, and he got sent down to the AHL, waived, and sent to the AHL. Right. I'm getting the feeling this is sort of like a final kick at the can. His his agent is Claude Lemieux, former Devil, and uh, he played for Mark Hunter in London uh, back early uh, early part of the century. So I think they're giving they're giving him the the benefit of the doubt and giving him a chance to earn a pro contract. But the Leafs only have two pro contracts left. On, under the 50 pro contract limit, so it's really he's gonna really have to stand on his head to to make the leaves. Yeah. A he can't skate anymore. B basically the only thing he does now is take out the opposing goalie, trips him up. I mean other than that, I don't see much use for him anymore. And C he can't stand on his head, so there's there. I think that I, I no, but I, I I I yeah. I mean it's an interesting. All he does he does bring character, I guess. And sure, if you want character in the room, that's great. But when he's on the ice, he just yeah, he's really. Not. I mean, he's not anymore. He 
he was a good skater at one time, but the league has passed him by that way. It really has. It, I mean, he's yeah. kind of your your epitome of like okay, like a rough guy who could also skate, but now he's sort of it's sort of fallen away to a degree. And, and if there's anything left in the tank with him, I mean, and I was telling Russ this before at the end of the season last last season, uh, Mike Babcock came out and said the one thing that he wanted to improve with the Leafs was them being a team that would be tougher to play against and a, and a team that could protect their their younger players because a lot of their player, skill players were run over by the opposition. So they signed Matt Martin as a UFA, but I think they probably need more muscle on that team, and I, they want to have a keep a balance between rookies and veterans. So I, you know, you could give Prust if he has anything left a chance to make their fourth line and be a sort of protector on that team. All right. So over the weekend, um, back in Russia. Um, rumors have surfaced that Alexander Ovechkin has betrothed, betrothed, betrothed Natasha Hubskaya. I think I say that properly. Um, and the reason it, and although it was very done very secretly, the reason it, it, it is here is here you go. Here's an Instagram Instagram picture that she put up okay, on Natasha's Instagram three days ago with just the caption of three hearts, and that's it, right? So um, this, of course, led the Russian media. I have to say that Natasha has phenomenal eyes. <laughs> really pretty. I'm seeing nothing. No, see you're not seeing anything at all. Come on. Very, very black eyes. Yes. Um, nothing. Nothing. To me, uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. even look like smoky eyes. It's just totally black. Well, I'm hoping that it's, I'm seeing it on mine, and mine's the feed. So hopefully, you're seeing it out there, guys. Anyway, I trust literally me. see nothing but black screen now. I literally see nobody. Oh wow, everything's going crazy. Um, Kaya definitely likes her eyes. I'm just telling you that she's a obviously a beautiful woman, but I'm gonna I'll send you the link as you can see. But um, she's um it maybe maybe that'll work for you. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I you know they're both dressed in white, which also led to this conclusion. Um, you know, it's this picture is not on his official Instagram account. That bothers me, Alex. I follow you on Instagram so I can see things like this. Right. Don't put things like this on Instagram. I'm gonna unfollow you, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I like maybe how you call him by his first name, like you're a dad yelling at him. I like family. it. So as I see it, they were all wearing white. So either they got married, or I can't see anything. They can see it out there, though. No, no, they can't. I, they no, can't. it's in your mind. You could see it. You're it. There you go. Now we can see you. Anyway, trust I'm me. I literally, I see X now. That's all. That's about. Yeah. It's working fine on the feed, I think. So, um, the idea here is, um, so like a. I was going to say, either they went to a wedding or they had their family in that stupid thing where everyone's got to get white and you got to wear white and take a picture. can't stand that. I've had to do that a couple times now. And it's just the worst thing in the world. So um, that's my theory on this whole thing. And that's not a funny joke at this point because it went too far. <laughs> um, in Minnesota, they've changed their goal song. Anybody know what they've changed their goal song to? Prince. Nicely done. Nicely done. Ladies and gentlemen, let me. Watch. Did, they, do a, they did a poll for ticket holders. I thought for some. Oh, very cool. What yeah. they do? Let's let's get crazy. Let's get nuts. Yep, yep, yep. Dearly beloved, welcome to this thing called ice. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So that that yeah, there's definitely um no. Great choice. Yeah, great choice. Great song. Obviously, in Prince is such a connects is so connected with that area. You know, and and you know, I think it's great. I, I think the wild. The Wild are really, and the one thing about the Wild you will say is they are Minnesotan to the core. Like everything they do is Minnesota. Like, and you spent you spent time out there, Jill, too, with the Wild. 
It did, yes. And, uh, and you can vouch for this. It's just like it's crazy out there. They just they really, I mean, that not only do players they bring in players from Minnesota. Now they have you know their goal song by Minnesotans. This is uh this is really the one thing that I think they did wrong. And I always say this is they picked a really weird mascot and logo. They they think they had to go for they the North Stars. You know, I couldn't they couldn't get the North Stars obviously. But you know, a lot. Of, I talked to somebody from Minnesota, a good friend of mine now, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, what is a wild? Really, it's like hard for the kid too. Like the older people there still call themselves North Stars fans. A lot of them. So, did you run into that, Joe? I mean, I didn't run. I ran into a lot of people who had more North Stars gear than Wild gear. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it seemed like it's not that they didn't. Their NHL team, they love their NHL team, and they love like if it went away again, they'd be very, very upset. But. Yeah. Uh, College hockey, high school. There's so much hockey there that the Wild are just not a, not an afterthought, but they were like. For, we'll look at any other like traditional, like Toronto, for example. Yeah. The Maple Leafs are that's it. That is it for everybody. You're a Maple Leafs right. fan. That's your number one, and then you can have secondary. But there, it's almost like you can be the same level with your college team and the Wild. Like it can be yeah. on the same level of passion and. Um, but I found mostly that it, there was more North Stars gear than you would see Wild gear. But totally, totally. Yeah. And I think and, and the, thing, though, the reality is they were like 12th worst in the league in goals. So you're only going to hear that song like 213 <laughs> times. That's it. Oh yeah. They're very proud of things from Minnesota. They're very proud of Minnesota, and like when they can get. But I think Prince deserves more airtime. Is yeah, what I'm. They better hope. Of. They better hope Jason Zucker stays healthy. Right. Maybe this will. And also, speaking of and speaking of wild players, um, Miku Koivu has been named the captain of Team Finland, mm-hmm. um, along those lines. And uh, I don't know if you guys talked about that yesterday or not. We just no. mentioned it. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I'll just mention it today. I think it's a good thing. And <laughs> I, 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 Miku is definitely one of the more respected Finns, and not this is not surprising at all. Um, and no, it's good stuff. And that is pretty much the show for today, folks. Um, we really appreciate you guys. One thing I wanted to talk about before we leave a little bit is Patreon, because we have Patreon going on right now. And uh, as as usual, if you go to patreon.com forward slash hockey, you can you can subscribe. And as like 32 of you, I think, have done at this point, or somewhere in that number range. And it, we really appreciate it. It's it's really, it's it's just a way of, Patreon, the way Patreon works, it's a way for independent content creators to, um, independent content creators to get some help um, and to help, you know, so that we can, you know, keep, Doing stuff. I mean, we don't. You know, there's no advertising on Hockey Buzzcast as you've seen. You know, we're just we're just doing this. We just do the show because we love doing it, and um, and we really you know want to keep doing it as part of our day. And this helps. Patreon helps. So if you go to Patreon.com/slash/hockey, uh, and even if you do like five dollars a month or one dollar a month, or if you could just do one time of one buck or whatever it is, just that would be wonderful. Just just and if you can't subscribe, we understand. It's not like you know we're threatening to take the show off the air at this point. Um, although you know, you never know what. what <laughs> at can this happen. point, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we're not. I mean, but the better, the, and you know, another the other thing is like more and more of you are watching the show every day, which you really appreciate. You know, where our views are now like you know, fifteen hundred views a, uh, roughly per show, which is great, and that's continuing. You know, that's continuing to grow. And so, if you can't give anything, just help us out by you know, by like, telling your friends, subscribing. And stuff like that, because we like to do the show all year By long. Opening up like six or seven computers in your house, so we can <laughs> just starting it. Yeah, paying for illegal views. Um, feel free to do that as well. Um, anything you want to do to to increase our viewership. Um, but that is all the time we have, and so we appreciate. It. Just go to patreon.com/hockey, and we will in your debt. 
Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.